Mahaba's incompetence has once again come back to bite Donald Trump even after the E. Jean Carroll trial was over. Here's what happened. Obviously, Alina Haba, trying to eke out some kind of victory shortly before the trial ended, had actually filed a motion for a mistrial. And she alleged at the time that the reason we need this mistrial is because E. Jean Carroll has now admitted that she deleted emails relevant to the case. Now, those emails contain death threats that E. Jean Carroll had received. And because she deleted them after the discovery process had taken place, Alina Haba falsely said that, well, you deleted evidence, therefore it's a mistrial. Ha ha, I got you. And Judge Lewis Kaplan decided this week that no, that actually does not constitute a mistrial for several reasons. The, the most important reason, Alina, why this does not warrant a mistrial is because the deletion of emails actually happened after discovery. E. Jean Carroll had turned over every single thing that you wanted during discovery and then you allowed discovery to come to an end. Both sides did. So you didn't ask for these things. She was not required to turn them over because you didn't ask. So at that point, she is literally free to delete them. You have no case. But the judge went a little further than that. The judge also pointed out that you've known about this for a couple weeks now. You only just now, like at the end of the trial, decided to file this motion for mistrial. If you if you actually thought that you needed a mistrial because of this, you would have done it the moment that you learned about this, but you didn't. You sat and waited, and I'm not going to do it. Here is how MSNBC's legal expert Jennifer Rubin described it. Trump's team first learned of the deletions in January 2023 and failed to follow up, nor did they obtain or present clear evidence at trial of what Carol deleted or when, much less what documents they requested through discovery. And perhaps most importantly, they failed to demonstrate that the missing messages would have helped Trump's case, a showing without which they could not prove prejudice to Trump's defense. The bottom line, says Kaplan, is that what Trump's team pointed to as evidence of discovery misconduct was both too late and too imprecise to warrant either a mistrial or other sanctions, especially since they never showed that the messages were unrecoverable. So there's, there's a lot more to unpack too. Like, yeah, she deleted the emails, but does that mean they're not still living somewhere on a server? You, you didn't even bother to look and see if that's a possibility. Also, these were emails that, by the way, would have bolstered E. Jean Carroll's case. So you should, as a, as a lawyer, not want them. <laughs> like, if she had them and she presented them, because again, they all contain death threats against her, um... That would actually make the jury more sympathetic to Miss Carroll. So what you're asking for is more evidence for you to lose your case. Again, nobody has ever accused Alina Haba of being a good lawyer, but yet another failure of hers has come back to bite Donald Trump. And if he sticks with her in the near future, this probably won't be the last time either. Following the death of the bipartisan uh, border bill, 
this week in the U.S. Senate. Republican Senator James Lankford, who was the key Republican architect of this piece of legislation that Republicans had demanded, but have now killed, Lankford got on the Senate floor and said that a popular right-wing pundit had threatened to, quote, destroy him if this piece of legislation became law. Here's what Lankford said, again, on the Senate floor. I had a popular commentator four weeks ago that I talked to, uh, that I talked to you that told me flat out before they knew any of the contents of the bill, any of the content, nothing was out at that point. They told me flat out, if you try to move a bill that solves the border crisis during this presidential year, I will do whatever I can to destroy you because I do not want you to solve this during the presidential election. By the way, they have been faithful to their promise and have done everything they can to destroy me in the past several weeks, Lankford said. Now, Lankford did not say who this conservative pundit was. Now, there is somebody that has now taken credit for it. I'll get to that in a minute. But Lankford understands it doesn't matter who it is because it could have been any person in conservative media because they're all so intertwined and connected and they're all on the same page with their talking points. The conservative media apparatus is a juggernaut here in the United States, and there is really no cohesive thing like that on the left. You got a bunch of us out here kind of doing our own things. We're friends with each other behind the scenes, but really there's no cohesion, right? We all have our different beliefs. We all disagree with one another, and that's actually a very good thing. On the right, there's no room for disagreement. Everybody has to be on the same page and they were all on the same page with regard to killing this border bill so that the problem couldn't be solved and would therefore then hurt Biden in this year's election. Now, if you ask me, I think Mr. Lankford's speech on the Senate floor needs to be featured in democratic campaign ads starting yesterday. Like that's how soon these ads should be produced. It should already be running on television, primetime channels with Democrats highlighting the fact that one Republicans killed their own bill that they demanded and two, that they did it for political reasons. That should be common knowledge for everybody in this country at this point. So who is this mystery weirdo that threatened Lankford that he would destroy him? Well, according to Jesse Kelly, the host of the conservative radio program, the Jesse Kelly show. It was Jesse Kelly. Kelly got on social media after this news came out and said this, he may be a eunuch, but I'll say this about James Lankford. He has great taste in radio. Yes. In case you're wondering, he's talking about me. Okay. You're taking credit for admitting that you told him, do not pass this during a presidential election year because you don't want to solve the problem. Jesse, I I know I've been through your social media feed on Twitter. Uh, I know you like to be very braggadocious and you're very self-centered and you think you're just the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, This is a very stupid admission. Like, I, I, I don't know how many functioning brain cells you have, but I'm going to assume it's not very many because a smart person wouldn't admit to that. Because again, this is now on the record. This is being read on the Senate floor, what Lankford said. And it can be used in campaign ads. Hell, 
your post on Twitter or X, if you want to call it that stupidly, that can be used in campaign ads. Like, do you realize the ammo that you just gave the Democratic Party? I mean, my God, what a friggin' more, like how stupid do you have to be to admit to that? I know you wanted to think of yourself and come across as like some kind of badass, but really what you just did was you handed the entire Democratic Party some amazing ammunition for this year's campaign. So thank you for being so stupid, Jesse Kelly. I'm sure that's not going to come back to hurt you at all. Marjorie Taylor Greene is so upset over the fact that she was unable to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas this week that she has decided to create this alternative reality in her head because she cannot cope with what actually happened in the real world. She is so devastated by the facts, by the things that she sees around her, that she has now retreated into her safe space which is the alternate reality she's created in her head. And in that alternate reality, the reason Mayorkas didn't get impeached in the house this week was not because they had no evidence of a crime. Uh, No, it's because people in the house were bribed or blackmailed to not impeach him. This is what Marjorie Taylor Greene had to say during an interview on uh, the Charlie Kirk show this week. Charlie Kirk asked her the question, Marjorie, do you think these people are being blackmailed by the intel agencies? They might have had relations with certain people and pictures are compromised. Do do you think that they're currently being blackmailed? So Charlie asks a loaded question. Like he puts all these thoughts into her little, you know, very simple mind. And Marjorie admits one, she starts off by saying, look, we have no proof of that. But then she says, but I, again, I can't understand the vote. So nothing surprises me in Washington, DC anymore, Charlie, literally nothing surprises me because it doesn't make sense to anyone, right? Why would anyone protect Mayorkas unless they're being bribed? Unless, unless there's something going on, unless they're making a deal, you know, because you can't understand it. It makes no sense. So Marjorie Taylor Greene starts off by saying, listen, Charlie, we got no proof of that conspiracy. And having said that, I believe it entirely because that's the only thing that can make sense in my simple little brain is to concoct these weird scenarios and schemes and behind the scenes, deep state stuff, because I can't accept the fact that I wanted to impeach a dude that hadn't broken the law. That's it. I mean, it's as simple as that, Marge. You knew going into this based on what your fellow Republicans had already been telling you, there's no evidence of a crime. These people were going on conservative media outlets telling you there's no evidence of a crime. They were not shy about it. They were not trying to hide it and they weren't doing it because they were bribed or blackmailed. They were doing it because they understood the danger of impeaching an individual who had not committed a crime. So yes, you failed and it's not a big mystery. There's not a big conspiracy. You failed because you're stupid. You're a stupid person that does stupid things. And then you stupidly wonder why do bad things happen to me? Bad things happen to you when you're an idiot that does idiot things. That's just life. It doesn't mean that there's sinister forces behind the scenes making all this happen. 
forces that you can't see and you cannot control. That's not happening, Marge. What happened was that you got drunk with power. You decided to do this thing, even though you had no evidence or reason to do the thing. And it came back to bite you. Now, Republicans have suffered, obviously, a lot of failures just this week alone. Between Ronna McDaniel basically being forced out as the chair of the Republican Party, the failure for the Mayorkas impeachment, the failure of the border bill that is now being very obviously blamed on the Republicans, it's been a bad week for the GOP. And hopefully this is how their weeks go from now until the election. But what's happening with all of them, all those scenarios I just laid out, It's due to sheer arrogance. They thought they were untouchable. They thought they had everything they needed to do all these crazy things. Luckily, they're all too stupid to understand how things actually work. Donald Trump is not taking the news that he does not have presidential immunity thanks to that ruling from the Supreme, uh, excuse me, the appellate court this week. Uh, He's not taking it well. And as he does when he's not taking things well, he got on Truth Social this week to kind of suggest that maybe he could blackmail President Biden or that maybe the Republicans in power could somehow blackmail President Biden into doing everything they want because apparently presidential immunity is not a thing anymore. Now, if that doesn't make sense to you, don't worry. It doesn't make sense, but buckle up because I'm about to read you what he actually wrote. And after that, it's going to make even less sense. (laughs) So here's what Trump put on Truth social. If a president does not have immunity, the opposing party during his or her term in office can extort and blackmail the president by saying that, quote, if you don't give us everything we want, we will indict you for things you did while in office, even if everything was done totally legal and appropriate. That would be the end of the presidency and our country as we know it. And it's just one of the many traps there would be for a president without presidential immunity. Obama, Bush, and soon crooked Joe Biden would all be in prison. Protect presidential immunity. Make America great again. Doesn't make any sense, does it? Let me read it one more time. Like, not the whole thing, but listen. If a president does not have immunity, the opposing party during his or her term in office can extort and blackmail the president by saying that if you don't give us everything we want, we will indict you for things you did while in office. What? What? How? What is? What does that even mean? Like, okay, you're the president and you're going to do what we, the opposition party says, otherwise we're going to prosecute you even if you didn't do anything illegal. That, that's, you, you can't just do that. See, this is the problem that Donald Trump has in his, you know, possibly dementia riddled mind. He has told so many lies about what presidential immunity means about these, you know, political persecutions that he's suffering from. He said that lie so many times that I think he now genuinely believes it. He believes that these prosecutors are prosecuting him, even though he did nothing wrong. Either that, or he's too stupid to understand that he actually did, you know, likely broke the law allegedly, but he now thinks that, well, they're going to just prosecute everybody for things that didn't happen. That can't happen. Okay. If there's no evidence, you're not going to find a prosecutor, whether it's on the left or the right, willing to do that. 
If it's a complete and total fabrication, guess what? There's going to be people in those offices that will in fact leak that information. Like leaks are very important. Leaks are happening every day. And that kind of thing, like we don't have the apparatus in this country, by the way, to pull off these grand conspiracies that Republicans think exist. People talk, people leak things, documents get leaked, footage gets leaked, conversations get secretly recorded. You can't pull off crap in this world anymore. Okay. It's not like everybody has to wear a wire like back in the day in order to record these things. We all have phones on us at all times. We could record anything at any point, at any time, put it on social media, have it out to millions of people in a matter of seconds. So for these people to consistently push these idiotic conspiracy theories that all these things are happening behind the scenes, they're not because you can't get that many people who all agree on something to ever do anything together. It's just idiotic at this point to push any conspiracy theory like this. And that's what Trump is doing. This is a conspiracy theory. And it's also due to the fact that he is bastardizing what this case is actually about. This case is not about overall presidential immunity. That's not being touched. The question before the court was, were you acting as a president or were you acting as a candidate? And as the court told us, you were a candidate. You were citizen Trump effectively. They literally said citizen Trump. Therefore, you're not protected by this. So he is confused. I do think he is genuinely gaslit himself into believing his own lies. And he's going to get even crazier because things are probably going to just keep getting worse for him. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced. Balanced.